Family, we are back with another episode of Faith and Fame with me, your girl, Brittany Q. Hill. And today is a very special episode to me. Um, today, I want to honor my friend, Chesley Chris, which I'm sure you all have heard um, this week that she was a young lady that lost her life to suicide this week. Um, and so I wanted to take a moment to honor my friend the right way. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about Chesley and we're also going to unpack the... Um, the spirit behind suicide and yeah. expose it for what it is. And we're going to bring mm -hmm. healing and restoration to everybody watching. So stay tuned. This is Faith and Fame with Brittany Q. Hill. another episode and today I'm so excited I'm joined by my dear friend I'm so happy you're here with me I'm so happy I'm here too this is Kyla DeSaul who is the head of Sisterhood Atlanta first of all before we just even dive in because you what already you know say? you already know ain't she queen thank you sis you look good <laughs> you do too <laughs> boss lady I mean, you know <laughs> Got the red blazers you know, giving what uh, needs to be given. You know what I'm saying? I gotta I gotta show up proper for you. Girl, stop. You know, I love you, you're always live. Stop it. I'm so happy you're I here. I love you. I'm happy you're I'm here. I'm happy too. that you're here. I love you too. Um, out of all people to be here on this episode, mm -hmm. this episode in particular, mm -hmm. um, it's important that you're here because we bonded last night over yeah. this conversation. Okay, and I just real. think it's important for us to really just talk about it. So, mm -hmm. first and foremost, um, this episode is primarily about Chesley. Um, it was important for me to do this episode about Chesley and honor her because um, Chesley was just an, an amazing woman, mm -hmm. if you knew her personally. Um, but for those who don't know her personally, I just don't want her life to be minimized to yeah. the final moments of her life. Mm -hmm. um, the media has been going haywire, yeah. just crazy bonkers over this beautiful woman who appeared to have it all. Mm -hmm. um, decided to end her life by suicide. And so it's just so important for me just to, again, to emphasize that Chesley was so much more and I don't want her life to be minimized by this moment. She was obviously beautiful, gorgeous. Yes. She won um, Miss USA. I'll tell you a little bit about how we met. Chesley and I met um, competing in Miss North Carolina USA 2017, yes. which was my final pageant. I aged out but we met during that pageant and we just kind of solidified our friendship. She went on to compete two more years. And on that second year, she won Miss USA. I'm sorry. She won Miss North Carolina, Miss USA and went on to win Miss USA. Yeah, incredible. So incredible. But she's also um, a, a lawyer. She stands for social justice. She's a, an award winning yeah. TV host for Extra TV. Put some respect like on, on my girl's name. name. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I just, man, I just want to. <sighs> Pull it together. It's okay. Um, it's okay to feel. It's important for me to share how much I love her and value her friendship. Throughout the years after that pageant, um, we both worked in entertainment, so we would always keep in touch with each other and cheer each other on. And for every win, it was always like a text message or, girl, you killing it. Um, she never stopped to congratulate her peers, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so full of life, so full of zest. Just a powerful woman and... What I remember about Chesley is that she was just the embodiment of strength personified. Yeah. She mm. was physically strong. She was into fitness. Sis had yes. a whole six pack of chisel. Chisel. 
a whore. Um, but she was also strong in her mind, you know, mm -hmm. and her intellect. Mm -hmm. But just because that's what we saw doesn't necessarily mean that's how she felt on the inside. In fact, her mother finally released a statement saying that Chesley, unfortunately, kind of led to different lives, whereas in the public, she appeared to be strong and, you know, just excited about life and full of zest, which she was. But um, the other side to her was that she did um, struggle with high-functioning depression mm. that even her, her own mother, who was her absolute best friend, wasn't aware of until days prior to her death. And so... In today's episode, I want to talk about um, what that looks like, yeah. high-functioning depression, um, the perils of suicide. One thing that we bonded on last night was that um, we both have our own experiences and stories with suicide, um, and it's very common, you guys. You mm -hmm. might be sitting next to somebody who has dealt with it. You might have dealt with it yourself, and so I just kind of want to share my own That's personal okay. story about um suicidal thoughts and battling mm -hmm. that spirit i like to call it a spirit because yeah. i like to call a spade, spade a spade and that's what it is <laughs> period gotta call it what it is you know what i mean <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we're crazy i love that we can oh, laugh okay. yeah even, even in, in a serious pain. moment yeah. yeah all right we back <clears throat> we back but um what was i saying um okay um I've had my own, mm -hmm. you know, uh, bout with depression. In fact, um, the enemy is so cunning that he knows exactly how to attack you. He yeah. knows how to hit you where it hurts. Mm -hmm. And he knows there are certain people that are prone to, mm -hmm. to depression. Um, working in entertainment for over the past 10 years, one thing that I dealt with was high-functioning depression. Mm -hmm. You face so much rejection, so many no's. It's like you're constantly being hounded with what you're too much of or not enough of. Mm -hmm. And it can really eat away at your spirit. Yeah. Um, when I was living in L.A. in Hollywood, and I, I enjoyed my time in L.A. I'm not knocking it. L.A. is still home. But I would have so many people reach out and ask me, you know, you know, about the journey in Hollywood and, and making that move. And I would always say, do not move here if you are not spiritually sound mm. and know who you are in your faith. That's because good. this city will eat you up and spit you out whole. Wow. Mm. And it's true. And so um, it's not surprising because, you know, again, Chesley worked in entertainment as well. So mm. I can I can understand that that constant scrutiny being under a microscope yeah, all the time. You know, she did share after winning Miss USA, which should be, you know, a huge moment of celebration. Mm -hmm. She would have people trolling her on Instagram, leaving the, the vomit emojis, telling That's her so that she looked too manly because she had a six pack of abs. You're hating. <laughs> but, you know, that can eat away at somebody's spirit yeah. and soul. And so. Just really quickly, I want to share my story. Um, I was 17. I didn't know anything mm. about depression. I don't even think depression or mental illness was, was even a conversation. About, yeah, then, I don't right? think so either. Yeah. I, mean, I ain't that old, but you know. <laughs> Back then. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I was 17, and um, I just got hit with depression like a, a ton of bricks. Mm. Um, my parents had just recently separated and divorced, and so I went from living under the same roof as my parents and my, my siblings to... Um, my dad and my brother living on the West Coast and mm. me and mom moved to the East Coast. So it was an abrupt change. And, you know, mm. being in high school, moving to a new school, having to make new friends and stuff. Yeah. It's just it can be complicated sometimes. I was a star basketball player on the West Coast. And then when I moved to the East Coast, I had to prove myself all mm. over again. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. So I fell into this depression, not knowing what it was, what mm. caused it. I just knew that I didn't feel like me. Mm. And I remember I would be in class and I would run out of class and run to the bathroom and just cry. Or I would just mm. like roam around the campus for no reason, mm. just sad. Mm. Um, and I remember one of my best friends asked me, Brittany, like, what's wrong with you? And I remember telling her, like, 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I you couldn't have the language for it. The language. Yeah. But I couldn't even process what I was feeling. I just knew wow. that you weren't feeling yourself. I wasn't feeling myself, and I felt like I was losing my mind. Wow. For yeah. lack of a better way I of describing agree. it. I understand that feeling. Right. And so I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? I don't really want to be here anymore. I don't want to feel this way. And I remember um, calling my grandmother that night. Um, I was going to take a bottle of pills, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I called my grandmother, who was the rock of our family, and I just remember being on the phone crying, pleading, and I just kept saying, I'm losing my mind, I'm losing my mind. Um, and as I'm on the phone with her, the woman starts praying over me. And mm. I don't know if you ever heard of a black grandmother or grandmother praying. <laughs> it's serious. Calling yes. heaven down. <laughs> it's so good. It's so oh, good. Oh, man. But she started covering me, and literally as she's praying for me over the phone, and I know it was nothing but the mm. grace of God. Um, I fell asleep while she was wow. praying. It was like her prayers wow. were consoling me. I fell into a deep sleep. It was like God like just clocked me and knocked, knocked me out. out. Really? <laughs> so much alike. <laughs> right. So much alike. So I fell yeah. asleep and I just remember waking up uh, with my mother standing over me, like trying to figure out what the heck was going on with her mm-hmm. baby girl. The next morning, I remember my my aunt um, found my grandmother sprawled out on the on the floor. They thought she had like a heart attack or a stroke wow. or something because she was laid out face down. What they didn't realize was that she fell asleep on her knees praying for me. Wow. Um, I wasn't saved at the time. I I grew up in the church. I went Mm -hmm. to church because, you know, we had to. But I I wasn't saved yet. But that Sunday, I went to church, and we actually had a guest pastor, a youth pastor, come and preach. Had never met this man a day before in my life. Didn't Mm -hmm. know him from nothing. And he called me to the front. This was the first time I had ever been prophesied over. He called me to the front, and he asked all the deacons to stand around me. And um, I remember every word he said. He said, mm-hmm. um, I see angels all around you. Wow. And he said, the enemy had your mind hanging on by a thread. Ooh. And he said, had it not been for your grandmother praying for you, you would be dead and in your grave right now. Wow. And my knees buckled. Wow. Because there's no way he could have known, known that. that. No way. No way. Complete stranger. Complete stranger. What but, chills. Um, I know. But that was the day that I also gave my life to God. Wow. And I never looked back. That was the day I got saved. So I wanted to share that story for a couple of reasons. Um, Again, calling suicide what it is. It is a demonic spirit. 100%. That plagues your mind. Mm -hmm. And one thing I I keep hearing the same kind of conversation when people are saying, when it comes to suicide, why why would a person put their family through that? Why would Mm. they put their family through that kind of agony? And I just want to share... When you're in that space, you don't even, you're not thinking that. You're Mm -hmm. not even able to process feelings and emotions and thoughts. Really, the only thing you're even able to comprehend in your mind, which is why I know it's a demonic attack on Mm -hmm. your mind, the only thing that makes sense is, I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to end it. There's no Mm -hmm. fear in taking your life. There's no reservations or apprehensions about the pain you're going to cause or inflict upon somebody Mm -hmm. else. It's just, I want out. Yeah. And so, because um, usually by that point, you've already endured so much emotional torment, yeah. or the like, it's a spiritual attack. So your mind is exhausted, your body is exhausted, your spirit yes. is exhausted. Like you're just exhausted. So by that time, it's more rational to end the pain through suicide than yeah. it is to continue to endure. And that fight, it's just, and that's why I think that when people say, "Well, why would you do that to your family?" You're not thinking that way. Yeah. Like you're so much into your thoughts and in your emotions and the fight that you fought. Mm-hmm. You could have been in years being abused or years being neglected or whatever yeah. it is. 
So by the time you're ready to commit suicide, all you're thinking is, I need to relieve this pain. And this is the I need only to release. way. I need and to this release. Is the only way. This is the only way out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Speaking of, keep going. Tell your story. Yeah. I want to hear your story. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I got chills again. <laughs> Such a deep topic. And um, I'm just really grateful that you are creating a space where we can have these real honest conversations because, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't grow up in, I grew up in church. I'm a preacher's kid. But we didn't have these type of conversations. No, we weren't talking about depression. We weren't talking about spiritual attacks. Yeah. We weren't talking about suicide. Yeah. So I was left to my own devices, devices of trying yeah. to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, my, my story, I started having suicidal thoughts as a younger child, honestly, I would, if I was just, I don't know, in trouble or just feeling really low about my performance or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I would just have these thoughts like, you can just end it. You don't have to put up with this. Like wow. they don't value you. You're okay. You never get anything right. And I just distinctively remember sometimes like just thinking, yeah, that's a better idea. It's a better mm -hmm. idea to just commit suicide. It'll be fine. But my actual attempt to suicide didn't happen until college. And um, unfortunately, I leaned a lot on men to validate my value as a woman. And so I was bullied a lot in middle school. I don't remember if I told you this, but I was bullied a lot in middle school. I was called Oreo because I was black and articulated myself well. So they were like, oh, you're we a white girl. Y'all just talked about this? I grew up what? being told that you talk like a white girl. Yes, I'm like... Just so you get them. Exactly. Like, chill. Right. Like, I'm articulate. Yeah. But just being called an Oreo or then, um, girl, they called me like Big Debbie. I was a little, I was a little heavy Big back Debbie. then. Big Debbie. Not Little Debbie, like the little snacks, but Big Debbie. Stop. They did. Okay, why they do you like I, can, I don't know. I can laugh about it now. Because that's like, like Big Debbie. who thought about me? Like the Little Debbie snacks, but Big Debbie. That's mean. It was really, really bad. So anyway, so I had low self-esteem. So in college, that was my first I guess season of freedom because okay. growing up as a preacher's kid you just you you go to church all you know is church and all you know is school and all you know is extracurricular activities like sports and things like that so when I went to college girl I wild out just a little bit but don't skirt over there ah girl I wild out just a little bit okay just a little bit I'm gonna let you but, slide at it. Just let me slide at it. <laughs> but um, one thing that I'm not so proud of is I had a habit of uh, just getting into relationship after relationship after relationship because mm. I felt like if a man wanted me, yeah. then I was a value. Wow. And so unfortunately, my standards were super low. Mm -hmm. And so I got into a lot of toxic relationships. And one relationship in particular, he and I were on and off for quite a long time um, and he ended up I went away for the summer to visit my family and while I was gone he ended up um, sleeping with someone that was close to me and mm. also um, we weren't mm. sexually um, we weren't having sex mm. and so <clears throat> to know that he stepped out on our relationship and got something from another female that I wasn't giving him it just tore me apart but by that point I had already been bullied. I had already felt so low about my self-esteem. I battled with my weight. I battled with me liking myself or not liking myself, figuring out if I'm pretty or not. Mm -hmm. And then it led me to thoughts about, well, maybe I am not as valuable. If he stepped out on me, then maybe I'm, I'm not that total woman. Maybe I'm really not all that. Mm -hmm. And so it just was really low. Um, also, I was backstabbed with friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I just felt like I was taking blow after blow after blow. And I felt like I was such a kind person to people. Like I love people so much. And so by that point, that was the last straw. 
Um, my friends actually called me and told me like, oh, such and such is in the bedroom with such and such. And I was miles away in another state. And like I could just skirt, skirt, drive right. up and pull up. Would you have? I would have. I would have rolled out with you. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Okay, that's a ride or die. Okay, let me tell you. I wrote out with you, but I'm So, yes, girl. So, I was so distraught because, mind you, I had been on and off. I loved him. We were in, you know, we were trying to figure things out. And so, you know, I also just felt really low in the, in regards of um, I couldn't give him something, but some because of my own standards yeah. to, not, to, to not engage in sexuality in that way. Um, but he got it from another woman, and I just was distraught. So, anyways... I had taken so many things. It was so gut-wrenching. I couldn't believe it was happening to me. And then he wasn't answering my phone calls. It was just really bad. But anyways, by that point, um, I really questioned my value in the world. Mm. It it was more so like why I I distinctively remember saying, I don't think I have any value here. And I'm tired of enduring. I'm tired of fighting to prove my worth to people. I'm, I'm tired of wanting to be in the in crowd and really feeling like the out crowd. Um, so yeah, so I remember calling my best friend first. I called her and let her know that I had made up my mind that I was going to commit suicide. I had planned it out. I picked the knife that I was going to. My Yeah, it was, I planned on slitting my wrist and just laying in the bathtub and bleeding out. And I felt like that was a peaceful way to just kind of just go. And my grandparents would just wake up and find me. It would have been fine. Oh but to your point, I wasn't thinking, oh, how will this impact my family? I was so beaten down by life circumstances and how I was being treated. And the root of the cause is where I placed my value. I placed my value in a romantic relationship and not in the Lord. But by that time, I was backslidden in my relationship with the Lord as a PK. So I wasn't really, I didn't have my own relationship with God. Right. And so, yeah, my roots were in romantic relationships. And so, anyways... Um, called my best friend, let her know what, what just happened, who called me, let me know what happened in my relationship. And then after I got the phone with her, I mean, she tried to talk me out of it. But like I said, when you're in that place, you're mm-hmm. so determined to just get it done. And then, um, call my parents next, let them know that, that mean? I made the decision. Yeah. I wanted to at least say that last farewell. What was that call like for your parents? What was the response? I can t- I could tell that they were very distraught because also I'm the only child, the only grandchild, the only niece and all that on my wow. mother's side. And so I also <clears throat> was like, I got the good grades. I, I have a jubilant spirit. I'm, you know, doing all the things I'm in, involved in all the on campus things. And so they were really kind of confused because I also didn't have a level of transparency I, transparency with my parents gotcha i didn't tell them they didn't know about my relationship i'd never introduced anybody Mm. to my family my parents so Mm. they yeah i kept everything dating was a no-no in my house growing up Mm -hmm. and so they didn't know that i was going through what i was going through Mm. me my mom unfortunately at that time weren't having those types of conversations and so they were shocked that was a long way to answer they were shocked because to them grades are good Everything on campus is good. Yeah, where this is coming out of left field. You have a great life. Yeah. Where you know they're probably thinking, "Where did we go wrong?" Mm-hmm. As your parents, and so yeah. But in the middle of the conversation, my aunt comes through my grandparents' front door. I don't know who called her, how she got there. Okay. My aunt, okay. my mother's sister, mm-hmm. came through the door and literally stopped me before I was about to cut my wrist. Mm-hmm. Like mid telling them goodbye literally was about to just go ahead and cut my wrist because they're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So you can't drive here to come stop me. My grandparents mm-hmm. asleep. So I literally thought everything to the T. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was by the grace of God that my aunt 
flew through the door and she took the knife from me and um, she sat me down and we unpacked what I was going through. Mm -hmm. But it was it was a really dark space. And I also agree with you that is it, it is a spiritual attack. Absolutely. Like the thoughts that I was thinking, the voice that I was hearing was convincing me that this is the best route to yep. relieve the hurt and the pain, mm -hmm. um, which was a complete lie. A it, lie. it was an yeah. attack on, on God's call on my life. And so wow. I agree with and you there. It's so cunning and conniving to the point where you really believe it. You believe it. You believe oh, I was word. bought in. I was so bought in. It's disgusting. It's so disgusting. And, you know, it makes me think of the scripture that um, the enemy is prowling around like a lion, like seeking, seeking whom he, he can, can devour. devour you know? Strange. And he, I love how you said earlier, he knows exactly how to attack certain people. Mm -hmm. My self-esteem was strategic. low. He's the, so the scripture strategic. you just quoted about prowling, seeking whom he can devour shows us that he studies us. He studies like a book. us. Your like every a move, book. what makes you irritable, what makes yes. you sad, what makes you cry, what makes mm -hmm. you happy. Mm -hmm. And he uses that yeah. to attack you mm -hmm. strategically. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. so... Um, I agree with you, and I think we should have more conversations about it being a spiritual attack. Because yeah. if people can identify that it's a spiritual attack, then you know how to attack it back. You know how to attack. If the it back. enemy has strategies to attack us, why don't we have strategies to attack back? It's a word, girl. Don't let me get to preaching. It's a word. It's a word. One thing that I, I think we both shared is that. It was community mm. that saved us. Yes, it was my 100%. grandmother. It was your aunt. Being surrounded by people that can, one, identify something right with you. Yes. Something's not right. right whether Because, you. you know, high-functioning depression looks happy. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You can't fake depression, but you can fake being okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100% makes sense. So yeah. you, need to, you need to be surrounded by people that can identify when something's off. off. So Come good. On, Come on. When something's off. off. And yes. then not only identifying when something's off, but be proactive about yes, it. Yes, 100%. Go to work. Do yeah. something, yeah. right? Intercede. Mm -hmm. yeah. So community is so important when it yeah. comes to that. Yeah, so I be agree be mindful you. of who you are surrounding yourself by. Yeah, so good. Yeah. It's so good. You, you want people that are going to, yes, know you so well to know when your patterns are off. Mm -hmm. Because I had a pattern of... Um, going inwardly I would just get quiet and withdraw from people yeah and so enough cycles of doing that then my yeah. friends started saying okay we need to start checking in on you I'm just gonna pop up so yeah. now a couple of my best friends have a key to my house yeah because if I do go into a show because I battle depression right that I'm um, high functioning depression like usually it's I'm real I can present normal yeah but I'm really really sad yeah. so um, now I have accountability and mm -hmm. community. So they have the key. They know yeah, the call same. and text. They keep blowing me up. Say, yeah. hey, we're not going to stop calling you mm -hmm. until you answer. Hey, girl, yeah. let's let's meet up. Let's link up. Let's get out the house. Yeah. Let's do something. So yeah. I love how you say community. And then mm -hmm. praying. praying. I love how your grandmother was praying over you. She, when I tell you she went to war. Wow. And there's, there's no right or wrong way to pray. Mm -hmm. But you do pray differently. When the enemy has mm, pissed you off. That's so well, that's good, Brittany. <laughs> and when so she true. was praying, and I'm getting chills thinking about it, she wasn't playing. Mm, she wasn't playing. She wasn't playing. She was letting the enemy know. Not this one. You done messed up yes. today. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I just, man, if it wasn't for her. That's In so fact, true. I just have to speak on my grandmother really quick. Mm, yeah, please. She is the one that taught me how to pray. Wow. I don't believe there's anything. And you be praying, girl. I mean, you be you praying. praying. <laughs> oh, 
But if you want to come close, yeah, find you a woman that knows how to pray. That's so good. Knows how to pray. I love that. Um, I do want to ask because you've been in that space, you can mm-hmm. identify when the attack is approaching. One hundred percent. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I know when it's coming. I know when the enemy is on my tail. Mm-hmm. What do you do to counteract oh, that so attack? Good. What are some strategies that mm-hmm. you have to it's put so him back good. in his place? Well, I learned to change my self talk. Mm-hmm. So I, so, well, one therapy, oh my God, therapy was so good, but, but self-talk is so important. Like, what are you, what's the story you're telling yourself about the situation? Mm. Like the situation may be bad, but you're not bad. Yeah. Or you may have done something that may have missed the mark, but that doesn't mm-hmm. define who you are. Right. Um, or you may be feeling a certain way. So I had to learn how to change the way that I speak to myself, Yeah. speaking scripture over myself. Mm-hmm. So it was like, um... Was it, what's the scripture of power and love and stuff? God has not given you a spirit yeah, of fear, yeah, but, but a power, power love, and love, and a sound, sound mind. Like speaking yeah. those things and like really believe. <laughs> we're, we're the same. We're the same. No judgment. I love it. Um, but just knowing, studying the scripture and knowing how to fight the enemy with the word of God. Yeah. I think that's so important. That's what Jesus did in yeah. scripture. He yeah. professed scripture back to the enemy so that he can flee. And so we yes. have to have that same strategy. That is your weapon. That is your weapon. Uh, Along with worship. I love how worship can be our weapon as well. So when I'm feeling low, just building up my spirit and putting on worship songs and really just pouring myself out and being really raw Mm -hmm. with God. Like, this is what upset me. Yeah. Or this is how sad I am. I'm struggling with self-worth. I'm struggling with whatever. I just lay, I cast it on to God. Yeah. And um, I just get really vulnerable with God. Yeah. And um, journaling has always, that has helped me too. Mm -hmm. And then reaching out, I have to become more disciplined and reaching out proactively. Yeah. Like when I feel low. That's me. Like, hey girl, what you doing this weekend? Yep. I literally, um, a few months ago text two of my best friends from high school and say y'all can we go to dinner oh, i'm yeah. really low right yeah, now wow. and they were they dropped everything and said absolutely let's yeah, go and we yeah. had the best time I so those are kind of the things that i do to try to fight the enemy back not yeah. try to fight the enemy back yeah that's what for i do sure. for me it's one thing you said that i'll agree with um standing on the word of god and equipping mm. yourself with the word of god one of my favorite scriptures says angels hearken into the word of god Ooh, it's so good and so it's like i just picture angels in heaven like posted up standing yes. at attention like what's up like, who wanted run up get done up yes but they're standing yeah. waiting to be employed it's but so until good. you employ the word of god it's out of so your good. mouth they are unemployed the moment you employ the word of God into the atmosphere, they're like, boom, let's go. That's our cue. That's so it's good. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's so powerful. So good. Yeah. And then second, my mom's going to love this. My mom is has always instilled, she, I mean, she's drilled it into my head. Be mindful of what you come into agreement with. Ooh, that's so good because the words you speak are powerful. Are powerful. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
You know, it could be something as small as like having a headache. The moment you say, mm. I have a headache, you're right. You do, you do have a headache. But yeah. instead, if you feel something coming mm. on, say, you know what? I, I'm not feeling my best. Let me go to war and start yes. praying. But be careful of what you are agreeing That's with so out of your good. mouth. That is so if I feel good. a spiritual attack, if I feel like I'm in a depressive state, I'm not going to say, say I'm depressed. depressed. I'm going to say, devil, you're a liar. Yes. You're behind me. Yes, it's so You are beneath good. me. So being mindful of what Ooh, you come into agreement, agreement with. with. That is so powerful. Yeah. I love that. And then also, like mm-hmm. you said, it goes back to community. Mm-hmm. Being um, willing to pick up the phone and say, I'm not my best. And me, mm-hmm. I, I could be a little prideful. Mm-hmm. I'm the strong friend. Yeah. I'm the strong family member. Everybody comes and to me. And we need it the most. We strong need friends need it the most, need to be honest. Yeah. I'm the one everybody confides in and comes to. And that's it's a beautiful thing. I'm yeah. proud to be the strong friend mm-hmm. or family member. But it's also important to know. I need that yeah. place of solace too. A hundred percent. I need somebody saying, how is your heart doing today? Yes. Are you okay? Do you need, not just calling me, hey, can I, can I hold $50? To take, take, take. Can you yeah. ask me how I'm doing today? That's so good. Am yeah. I well? Am mm. I even in a position to be able to pour Ooh, into you right now? That's so good. So, mm. um, I man, I, before we end the episode, I just, it would be remiss of me if I didn't just say this for a quick moment. Mm. Um, if you or somebody you know is mm. battling with any type of mental illness to the point where you feel like you're having suicidal thoughts, yeah. um, if you feel like you've come to the end of your ro- road or you just want something or someone to talk to or about, mm. make sure you call 1-800-TALK. If you don't feel like talking, you can always text the word strength to 741-741, but please reach out. You are not alone. If you want to DM me or Kyler, I promise you I'll answer. We're here for you, but don't feel like you're alone. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Um, Before we end, because I feel like we can go on and on forever. We can. We have the best conversation. I know, I know. And we'll come back. We'll do another one. But will you just bless us really quick? I like to do something called an elevator sermon. Mm -hmm. And basically what that just means is, you know, people will pitch their ideas and their businesses Mm -hmm. all day long. Mm -hmm. But how often do we pitch an encouraging word? Oh, that's so good. So I want to do something called an elevator sermon. I just want you to speak to the young lady or maybe even, you know, the the young man who feels like they've come to the end of their road. Yeah. Maybe they feel like... um, their space in this world is not valid. Mm. Maybe they feel like they don't belong. Maybe they feel like, what is it worth? Mm. Uh, maybe mm. they feel like the world would be better without them. Wow. Will you encourage them? Yeah. This might okay. be their, their final glimpse of hope. Will you speak to that person and just pour life back into them? That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just want to encourage you to think about it. When you're in these moments and you're warring with yourself, I want to encourage you to remind yourself that before God created you, there was a need on the earth. And so he said, oh, I'm going to create such and such to go serve this need, to be the answer to this need. So if you ever feel like your life isn't worth anything, remind yourself that your creator created you for a need. So there is always value on your life. And so I just want to encourage you to say, to lean into the Lord, have prayer time when you're in those moments, or maybe this is your first time having a suicidal moment or a thought, just ask the Lord, why did you create me? And I think that it's important for Christians to ask themselves that, or people in general to ask the Lord that, because what maker doesn't want to see the fruition of the item it created? You know, that, that doesn't make sense for a creator to create something and just give up on it and not Oof. explain to itself what its purpose is. Preach. So I think it's so important for us as Christians to lean into the Lord, ask him, what have you called me to do? Because I truly believe and know he did it for me and he'll do it for you. 
He will share with you what your life's calling and purpose is. Even if it's step by step, day by day, if you draw near to the Lord, he will draw near to you. And that is scripture and scripture will never fall on the ground without coming to fruition. So I just want to encourage you in that way. And I hope that you know that you are loved and you are valued and God is not done with you. He will make sure that he completes what he started. Come on with the word, <laughs> Kyla DeSalle. Woo! You better God is preach. Good. That's all the preach Lord. to us. That was beautiful. That Thank was so, so beautiful. Much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having Tell me. Tell us how we can follow you, keep in touch, because girl, you're yes. killing it. You're crushing it. Thank it's you. all this black opulence, Thank black you. excellence, Thank black you. girl well, you magic. Know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> how can we follow Thank you? you? Yeah, touch. absolutely. So I'm refined Kai. Um refined underscore Kai, excuse me, on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm Kyler DeSaw, K-Y-L-E-R, D as in David, E S. S-A-U. Yeah. Well, girl, that's it. You crushed it. You I'm crushed so it. I mean, you know, what a joy that came Girl. With um, <laughs> I mean, the curls are popping. You like? Every single time. Y'all like it? Well, you let me know in the comments. Is your feeling? Yes. Prolina. Yes. She back. That's you know, her name. That's her name. Prolina. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Gotta give her a name. Thank you. Gotta Thank you for having name. a brave conversation with me. Thank this you. was really Thank good. Thank you for your transparency, your vulnerability. Um, I think that we, we as a say nation not any particular culture or race yeah. but we just struggle with transparency mm-hmm. you know we always have instagram will tell you that you can only post your highlight reel you got to be perfect put together listen i'm telling you right now i don't look like this every day right same same i don't look like this every day <laughs> sometimes every day. i wake up looking like silly from the color purple and that's okay <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. You don't have to be perfect. That right. was last episode. Yeah, so. so good. Anyway, y'all, that concludes this episode. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Faith and Fame TV with Brittany Q. Hill. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Faith and Fame TV. We'll see you next time. Bye.